Good morning again. You're listening to the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Program. I would like to welcome all those who are listening for the first time and, of course, all those who tune in each week. On today's program, we would like to play a recording of interviews with people who practice Sahaja Yoga and we will hear from the founder of Sahaja Yoga, Sri Maharaji Nirmaladevi. But first I would like to read just a short passage, the words of Sri Maharaji, which perhaps sum up the essence of meditation and Sahaja Yoga. Spirit is the most precious thing that we have within ourselves. The preciousness of your spirit is immeasurable, and that is why it is called the thing of eternal value. Because it is infinite, we cannot measure it. So, Sahaja Yoga means the spontaneous union with the all-pervading divine energy through the awakening of the subtle energy within us called Kundalini. You will have the opportunity to experience the awakening of this energy as we conduct a guided meditation later in the program. But to describe in simple terms, Kundalini is the mother energy within each of us and is the reflection of the eternal mother or feminine aspect of God. We hope today to give you some inspiration for the desire to find your spirit within for the desire to meditate, to bring balance into your life, and for the desire to fulfill your potential as a human being. So I hope you have an hour to spare, just to sit down and relax and listen to some interviews and some words of wisdom, and to join in the guided meditation later in the program. So let's now go to the interviews. I'll just line up the tape here. And... um, The following interviews were recorded by myself at an international seminar recently held in Upper New York State, America. This was put together for the Global Collective of Sahaja Yoga. People from many countries and many parts of the greater Americas gathered for three days to attend a seminar with music, a theatre and a lecturer by Sri Maharaji and to just share the the experience of collectivity with other people who have, have their attention on the spirit. And before I go further, Sri Maharaji began what we know as Sahaja Yoga in 1970. It's basically a truth of who we really are. It's, it comes at a time in this world when we're all looking for the, the truth in our lives, the meaning of life, and coming back to within ourselves to look for the, the truth. And Sri Manaji has developed Sahaja Yoga to help us do this. So let's listen to the interviews. Hi, my name is Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, uh, whereabouts are you from? Uh, I'm living in California. I was born there also. Oh, okay. And and uh, you are also practicing Sahaja Yoga? Uh, yes, for about five years. But what would you say are the benefits for you, just on an everyday level? I would say um, there's multiple benefits. Uh, one is that your tension clears, and when you get distracted, it clears again, <laughs> repeatedly throughout the day. And that's very good for where I'm living. Um, it's very fast-paced. Uh, I'm living in Silicon Valley. And um, it's excellent to be able to concentrate again. Um, you get so many distractions, bombardments upon your office and your workspace, and you just—it's uh, very refreshing. Mm. So, do, are you able to work more effectively because of, of the state that you achieve through your meditation? Yeah, the meditation gives you a resilience and a strength. So. Um, Whereas I can move through um, certain tough moments, I see my co-workers still stuck in them for m- much longer. While you're meditating, what do you feel or what do you see? Or, or what, what, where does your awareness turn to? Um, the first time I experienced meditation, I felt a sense of contentment. 
which surprised me. I thought I would feel really brilliant or 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 something, <laughs> but I felt very contented and and then even joyful at times. But it's a very still feeling. It's like when you look at a crystal uh, lake; it's reflecting the sky, and it's just a perfectly harmonic vision. You just like touch that once in a while in the meditation, and then there's an, a whole added component of being part of collectivity because you meet other people who have that experience and you find you have a lot more things in common than you would expect and uh, you can it, that, that's a great strength in one's life is uh, when you can share that meditation with other people so it's not just on your own growing it's connecting and growing as a, an ensemble it's very nice Meditation can um, sort of correct certain, I don't want to say flaws, but tendencies in various personalities. So if a person is not so analytical um, and more instinctive, it's interesting because as you're meditating, I found this in my case, that was more instinctive than analytical. Um, and then all of a sudden, all these different types of jobs started opening up that are very analytical. <laughs> and you can I've seen people develop new skills and talents based on, in the meditation, you get in touch with a more centered uh, version of yourself. And we sort of walk around with these very mental ideas, uh, pre-programmed kind of, who we are and what we like to do. And mm. Sometimes we don't like look at the core and nature of ourselves. So the integration is is it's really amazing because you you start finding interests that you might not have had confidence in, or or you might um, you know be able to move into an area that you hadn't anticipated. So that's very interesting, grosser element of it. But the main thing is that you can become. Uh, in the daily meditations and in simple moments more comfortable with a larger um, perception of yourself mm. so that type of it's introspection that um, from that point of introspection radiates all these other manifestations of balance and integrating various components and, and creating filling the holes if you would say about if there's something in a personality that could grow and catch up with other strengths. <laughs> yeah. So it's very interesting. Okay. Thanks for your time, Elizabeth. And I hope you, well, I'll leave you to get back to enjoying your collectivity now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's great stuff. Definitely worth checking out. Okay. Don't forget the website. <laughs> uh, yes. What, do you know the address? It's uh, www.sahajayoga.org. Ah, very good. Okay. Thanks for your time. Do you come from French? Ah, so French-speaking part of Montreal. Or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and your your name is Louise. Oh, okay. And you are also practicing Sahaja Yoga meditation. Is this true? Yes, for uh, six years now. Did you have a strong experience when you first um, got your realization? Uh, the first uh, day. I could not say that because I didn't ask any question and I just go on say yes because I believe in the uh, vibration of my sister and the family around. But for me it was something good, not something bad. So, so that's why I didn't ask anything. But when I, I got my first realization, no, uh, it was after. <laughs> what happens to make you really believe in, in the meditation or in, in what uh, you call Sahaja Yoga? Okay, um, I was doing another kind of meditation before and uh, so uh, my sister she said put that away and try it for two weeks Sahaja Yoga and see after what it's gonna do and after a week we were uh, I went with some friend out and uh, one of my friends that knew me for a long time, she said, but there's something right with uh, changing in you, Louise, in your eyes and and in your face and all that. And I was saying, does it look? I, and I was saying, I don't feel anything. How come she sees something on me? So, 
And then after that, he was always saying, is that it? Is that it? Everything mm. I was uh, uh, making experience, I was saying, if this is true, show me this is true. Mm. And when it was happening, I was saying, is that really it? <laughs> is that really the Kundalini? Is that re and I had uh, those kind of questions for, I could say, six months, a year, something like that. And um, after that, uh, I had a lot of good experience uh, with the nature. But does the meditation help you to understand more about what's happening in, in your life? Yes, a lot. And uh, cleaning yourself. And uh, you have to... Uh, meditation is give you the time to stop. When you have problems, you have to meditate because it puts your mind stop and let the thing go, you know. Uh, the vibration has to do the work, not you. Because some... Um, some problem or even work you you have to do sometimes it's too big for you to solve it's not yourself you have to solve it's over you so when you meditate then the vibration do the work mm. that's what when people um, I think that uh, when they will believe in that it's not us we solve things it's over us it's the Parenchantania. How do you see the, the earth that you live in? You, you say you have a, a strong, stronger connection to nature now. Mm -hmm. Does that come from a source? Or do you see the earth as a, a, a goddess? Uh, I think it's the Parenchantania. When, the, when you, my Kundalini is up, uh, this is a part of element, and you are a part of the elements. And you just let feel the just a connection. Yeah. It's nothing, um, not not a voice you hear. It's not the thing you do. It's not the thing from your mind. It's just there. For for someone who is just beginning to meditate or, or just starting the the journey of meditation, yeah. what how can you? What, what would you say to them to ins okay. inspire them to, to okay. keep going? I, I had I had some uh, meditation uh, lessons, if I can say lessons, uh, meeting with new people, and I experienced um, uh, each part. And my first one, it was giving them a lot of knowings, knowing. But it's no good knowledge. because knowledge yes. there uh, because it's no good. They just try to uh, read as a recipe, you yeah. know. Okay. So it's no good. Uh, and then after that, I had the experience for uh, people to just try to feel the vibration, and then you will understand everything. Mm. And I think that's the best part. That's with new people. I would just say, stay there and feel the vibration. They have to feel it. It's not easy. And when they feel it, then they will understand. Yeah. No. Okay. Thank you for sharing your experiences with us, Louise. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, we're standing alongside the rehearsal hall for the Magic Flute. And I have a chance now to talk to Joachim. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi. Um, I am from Belgium. And uh, about, uh, say, 18 years ago, I was... Uh, Speaking very intensely about on the subject of Kundalini, I did all the book stores and I was on the list of requests. If you have any books about Kundalini, let me know and this and that. And actually, in that period, um, one bookstore carried this little, very simply done flyer: "Get yourself realization." and um, it is everybody's birthright. That struck me. It says at the bottom, it's everybody's birthright, and it's free. Mm. So, <laughs> at that time, I contacted them. There were only two people, uh, actually, in Belgium who were doing that, and um, they tried to give me a realization. And they said it worked, but I couldn't feel it. But what struck me very much is uh, I'm a very rational person, doing computer things and all that, and very skeptical also because I have seen many things in the pseudo-spiritual world and uh, 
the, the sense, the common sense behind the story, behind the whole concept of the universe and the spiritual aspect of it. And uh, that, more than anything, struck me. And then the fact that you could feel something, I just had to take it for, for the face value because uh, they told me they felt. And um, so I said, why not giving it a chance? These people look not harmful. And they look very genuine in a way. So I tried it and it took like uh, more than a year for me to feel it myself. Mm, wow. But you, you knew that if you eventually, if you stuck with it, that you'd end up experiencing something that was more concrete. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, what uh, convinced me was that when I started to feel it, being skeptic, I also thought, well, maybe I'm brainwashed or maybe even hypnotized. You never know what uh, <laughs> you st because you can imagine yourself to feel things. And then uh, what I did at home, locked the door, locked the windows, I closed all the little gaps and did some test like a scientist, you know, <laughs> with the candle flame and see that there was no draft and then I felt it and um, couldn't get around it. I felt it very much. I was on a business trip, uh, I flew to Munich and on the way back I made a stopover in Lausanne in Switzerland. She was there, I heard that. I, um, <clears throat> I went to that program and uh, it was the first time I uh, saw Shimataji doing a program like that and very skeptical. I was in the back of the hall and uh, <clears throat> my brain was like rushing and uh, I felt this cool breeze but still was skeptical and uh, not so sure that Shimataji was related to feeling this breeze. Mm. So uh, I was saying to myself I will only accept this fully when I can really find out this is really coming uh, or that she has like some influence on, the, on this feeling. So after the program, in that period, she used to come down from the stage and walk through the public and worked on people and, and make sure that they felt the cool breeze very well. And I was standing like 10 meters behind her and looking and being skeptical, you know, very much so. And uh, all of a sudden, Shimadaji turns around, looks me straight in the eye, and I feel this like rush going through me, I can't describe it. And I lo immediately looked around, I thought the doors were swung open and that the curtains were flapping because like a, like a storm was going through. And I felt it rushing through me and I kept, I looked back at her and she was still looking at me with, with a, an expression on her face like, is it enough like this or something, <laughs> you know? And then she did continue what she was doing. And this, this kept on going on for like three days. On the plane I was like, still feeling it and looking around what is this, this, this air conditioning so strong on and that was really what convinced me wow yeah that she just with the blink of her eye could like uh, just open open up your heart yeah, you know. oh, yeah and and make this a, a really remarkable experience and then later on i met her several times uh, and uh, several occasions like that i could feel directly and she looked at me and that it immediately opened mm. my system very much and then it stays for several days. Of course, going back to your country and doing your normal things make the chakras go close again, but you know, over the years you learn, learn how to open it yourself. But still, uh, it's dramatically different when she is present. Did you find that they are feeling in your heart was something that was separate to your mind, to your brain? Oh, definitely, definitely. I have uh, had several experiences where you can really feel this point in the heart from where this uh, cool breeze emanates. And then it slowly goes through the whole body and eventually reaches the brain and sits there and makes you silent, enjoying, just feeling satisfied mm. and uh, peaceful and all these words that one uses to express the, these nice things. Well, words are only very crude instruments to, to describe it in the sense that suppose uh, you want to explain to me how a, a rose smells in words 
you can't do it, eh? but give me the, no the rose under my nose, <laughs> it rhymes even, yes. then uh, I'll say, hey, yes, that's how it smells. And the same, this experience, you have to, to live it. Because with words, you cannot reach it. I can't reach it, uh, how it is, this experience. But definitely, it is something... Um, it is separate from the mind, but it starts from the heart, but it puts itself in the brain, and then the brain uh, sort of acts in a different way. If it puts itself in the brain, and the thought process by itself is already reduced, then it reduces the thought process more, and you become like a, a witness to the nature of this energy, what else would I call it? And uh, the process of meditation like opens it up more and you can get deeper and deeper in touch with that. Mm. And that is actually the main goal of it. Eh? Side effects of it are like, in my job for instance, I'm building up stress all the time in computer-related job. And in the evening, just by the use of these practical meditation techniques, you can just like take the stress out again and start every day again, every new day without building up stress. This is a very practical advantage of meditation, but not the main goal. The main goal is reaching that state where you become aware of what, uh, what I've become aware, what I am, but at the same time, if you reach that point, you become aware who everyone else is and what the whole universe is. Welcome, many greetings from Australia and thank you for sharing your experiences with us. Okay, thank you for this opportunity. Anytime. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Lawrence. Okay. listening to some of the interviews that were recorded at Kanajahare, a Sahaja Yoga seminar back in July. We'll resume the interview in just a moment, but first I'd like to play a, a track by uh, a Swedish person who practices Sahaja Yoga, Jöran Frölin, and he's recorded this song since he found his realization, since he was given his realization. And it's a, a song that is inspired by his experience. In the silent room I feel the fury Of the fallen things from long ago I never thought I'd leave behind me Things I never thought I would let go Now they really don't seem so I will stay forever in my room and see what new things can be found when I gently turn around. Then I see the stars in my mind. 
Yaron, can you tell us a little bit about your musical background, about your training? Yes, uh, I've been going to school quite a lot uh, for nine years in music and theatre. So I'm also a music teacher, but I'm trained as a musical artist. That's my profession. Presumably, if you've begun meditation or the practice of meditation since you began studying music, has the introduction of meditation in your life changed the way you think or, or express music? Yeah, it's what we talked about earlier about this uh, openness to the divinity to, and the creativity because I've written songs for like 12 or 13 years but they've all been really bad. No, not maybe ever, but I mean one or two. But now it feels like the music that is coming now is more pure, and I can stand for this music more than right. I could before. And especially because uh, if you write songs, you you should have something to tell. Mm. And I didn't have anything to, <laughs> to tell. I didn't have a story to tell, but now I have a thousand stories to tell yeah. in Sadhya Yoga. So, uh, so now I understand what the purpose was for that. And, and stars in my mind is about discovering that that beauty inside yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't have to look around. It's just have to you have to just change the focus a little bit. Yeah. Not not 180 degrees, but maybe just a half degree, and then it's there. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's interesting um, when when musicians talk about creating, they often refer to the mind as something separate from the creativity. Would you agree with this? Uh, yes. Uh, but it's, you need the mind also to to actually make it uh, into the physical form. I mean, to, to hear it, mm. not just divine vibrations, because without the mentality it would never work. Mm. So we need that. Uh, to make to turn it into music. So that, in a way, that's another action of balance in your life. So the balance between intuitive and rational. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you you need both. We're here. We're physical beings. So we yeah. we need the mind. Otherwise, we w- wouldn't be here, like physical yeah. creatures. Yeah. I, um, myself, I'm learning to to recognize where to use the mind and when to switch it off. <laughs> exactly. But it's the thing that you you must you can control it when you want it. And that's the point of meditation what I see that you can you can use your mind when you want it, but you, the mind doesn't control you. Mm. And you can you can turn it off like if when you want to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be a good quality for <laughs> Yeah. But it's that's also the tough part in meditation, really being able to really be your master about your mind also, mm. and use it as a tool. When, when you began to practice Sahaja Yoga in particular, um, what was the point, what was the feeling that gave you the, the confirmation that this was the, the right path for you? Yeah, I've been seeking very much before and tried almost everything, including all strange kinds of New Age and other things. And uh, I spent a lot of money getting nothing. Uh, So when I first started with Sadeoga, it was one of the main reasons why I went was that it was for free and and also this, that you become your own master. That was my two first really strong things that led me to Sadeoga. And this is so effective, and it's free. <laughs> and of course, in the beginning, it can be really difficult to understand how can this amazing thing be free. But when you start to think about it, of course, it has to be free. Otherwise, it's not pure. Yeah. So. so. And and did you experience a fairly strong recognition from from the outset? Well, I felt I felt vibrations the first time. I felt it was cool from the head, and that was also a bit. <laughs> Amazing to really feel it, but, uh, but then of course you you have to sink into it or float into Sadhya Yoga uh, bit by bit also with all the aspects of it. But I I didn't, I I've never had any doubts in, because it works and you feel it. So in the meditation I've never had any doubts that it's not that it's not good. Yeah. So it's, 
All right. Thank you, Jan, for sharing your experiences and your insight with us. Yeah. And once again, many, many greetings from Australia. Thank you very much. You've just been listening to a series of interviews recorded at the International Seminar recently held in Upper State, New York, for Sahaja Yoga. And at this seminar, a recording was made of the lecture given by the founder of Sahaja Yoga, Sri Mataji Niramaladevi. And I'd like to play just a short excerpt from this this piece. Um, Sri Mataji is constantly travelling the world and giving lectures and showing people how to awaken the Kundalini within them, how to become their own master and how to find the spirit within themselves. And here Chimanji is talking about the quality of emotional intelligence. So we'll have a listen to this piece and then we'll come back and go through a guided meditation here in the studio. In one of my lectures I talked to you about the emotional intelligence. That is what we should try to embody. Emotional intelligence. That means the intelligence that is based on emotions. Unless and until we become emotionally intelligent, our society can do. In an emotional intelligence, you care and you enjoy caring. You do everything for others with a great emotional understanding. Not for one child, not for one son, <coughs> but for everyone you have to be emotionally intelligent. Some children are born like this, but some are to be made like that. That they should be emotionally intelligent. Because if the mother and father are money-oriented, very selfish, they won't allow their child to give anything to others. So such a child will grow into a very funny type of a person and will never do anything for anybody, not even for his own country. Why should he do it? Everything for selfishness. Then such people indulge into corruption, indulge into all kinds of things which are only selfish in attitude. Now we are talking of collectivity. In collectivity we do for others. We enjoy doing for others. We love giving things to others, not for our yourself, because your children will also become the same kind and they only bother about themselves. This emotional intelligence has to be brought in our lives in our pattern that we have. Are we emotionally intelligent or we are just intelligent or emotional? Both things are. If you are just intelligent you can become a very dry person. You may just uh, have few friends maybe, you may not have. And you will always try to preserve yourself away from the collectivity. And if you are emotional, you will be attached only to one person, attached to one child maybe, attached to one person, to someone, even in the society. For no rhyme and reason. Why? Why are you attached to one person? Why are you bothered about one person? All such people fall into such terrible prey. In the politics we have seen now, people try to help their own sons and our own daughters and this and that. And we Indians have suffered a lot with this kind of a emotional attachment. So according to ethics, emotional intelligence is the highest quality by which 
you give her. You care for us, for everyone. And you become very, very kind. Now exclusiveness is another fashion. That's very bad. It's exclusive. Because you don't want to be one of the multitudes, want to be exclusive. You should be exclusive in emotional intent, not on other things. That is the best thing you can have. As I agree, I am just a woman, I'm just a mother. But what I have is really the emotional intelligence. Ocean of me. And from that I know about everyone. I understand about everyone. And all this work has been done because of that quality in my head. I am not attached to one person or to one style. Whatever you say, I can understand because I am at a level where I can understand everything that you are doing. To achieve that, you try to develop emotionally. Here the children won't even give a toy to somebody to play. Even the mother is like that, the father is like that, extremely selfish. And we must have our own, everything should be our own. This has to go. to conduct a guided meditation and hopefully you can experience the awakening of the Kundalini energy and for those who have been through this process many times before we hope you can just enjoy the meditation and have some time out today to relax and find the center. Now to do this you don't have to sit in any particular position but it's nice to sit comfortably somewhere peaceful. You can even pull over by the side of the road if you're driving right now and just spend the next 10 to 15 minutes doing this meditation. So loosen any tight clothing and take off your glasses if you're wearing and close your eyes. Place your both your hands upright on your lap and put your attention on receiving because the kundalini energy which is within each of us will connect you to the all-pervading divine energy and it's a gift, it's something that you receive it's a living process and a spontaneous process something that will occur through our attention and our desire. Now the first step to this meditation I'd like everyone to put their attention on the, the base of their spine. This is the Muladhara chakra or the base chakra and it is similar to the roots of a tree it is in fact the foundation supporting the Kundalini which sits above the Muladhara. And here we can ask Mother Earth and ask the reflection of Mother Earth inside us, Mother Kundalini. Mother Kundalini, please give me the gravity. Please strengthen the quality of the Muladhara Chakra within me. Please strengthen the foundation of my subtle system 
of my being. And just spend a few moments relaxing by breathing gently. Relaxing your shoulders and keeping your attention inside. I'll ask you now to place your right hand on the left side of your body, just where the left leg and the hip meet, at the approximate area of the second chakra, the chakra associated with all the intuitive and expressive qualities, artistic and creative qualities within us. And it is also the center of pure desire. And here we simply ask Mother Kundalini, please give me the pure knowledge. Hey Mother, Please give me the pure knowledge. to the stomach region, just on the left side of the stomach, at the center of our self-mastery, one of the main qualities of this chakra, the third chakra is to be our own master, so just affirm that mother, mother kundalini, I am my own master. I am my own master. Now, please bring your attention up to the heart level, the left side of the chest, is where resides the spirit within us. The heart chakra has three aspects and we are putting our attention on the left side where the spirit resides and just simply affirm mother I am the spirit mother I am the spirit With your hands over your heart, just breathe deeply into this center, which is also connected to the lungs. And just breathe deeply for a few moments. to the left shoulder where the neck and the shoulder meet and just press firmly you can gently massage your shoulder if you like this chakra can become constricted if we are over responsible or if we suffer from guilt so all we have to do is let go of this guilt
There is a balance to everything. There is always a right and a wrong, and a lesson to be learnt. But to feel guilty is only holding us back from moving on, from moving in a positive direction. So just say, Mother, I am not guilty for anything at all. Mother, I am not guilty for anything at all. And now raise the hand, right hand up to the forehead level. You can rest your head gently into the palm of your hand. And the essential quality of this chakra within us is the quality of forgiveness. Essentially this means to let go, to surrender a problem or a situation. do here is affirm that mother I forgive I forgive everyone mother I forgive to the seventh chakra, the chakra at the crown of the head, we can place the hand, the palm of the hand at the top of the head and press down firmly, stretching our fingers up towards the sky and just gently move the skin on the, on the scalp of your head, gently massage and affirm seven times Mother, please give me my self-realization Mother, please may I have my self-realization and for those who are familiar with this meditation simply say Mother, please establish my self-realization seven times Just gently lift the hand upwards a few inches above the head and put your attention at that point. Just now bring the hand down again onto your lap and keep your attention at the point above your head, which is the intersection of your subtle system with the greater divine energy, the universal energy. If any thoughts are bothering you, you can ask your mother to help you to solve this problem or to guide you through this situation. If there's anything bothering you in your life, any difficulties, the power of this energy is there to help you. Just address it as your mother and ask, Mother, please guide me through this situation.
you can also surrender the problem. Sometimes the best thing is to let go of a problem and ask for the help of the, the greater divine. a few minutes left of this program so just sit peacefully and enjoy the music as we lead out so I hope you've enjoyed listening to the program today and hopefully you're inspired to go further in your meditation please tune in again next week and for now, goodbye from the Sahaja Yoga Meditation Team. Y amar con todo el corazón